ready in 5, 4, 3, 2. This episode comes out in October, and guess what? I'll be at Zany's in Nashville October 6th and 7th and 8th. That's how much Nashville is down for me. And then um, DC, the, there's a make good date November 3rd for when I had to leave because my nanny fell and smashed her face. And then November 4th and 5th, Judork Titties at Caroline's. I couldn't be more excited to go back to Judork Titties. One night in Biloxi, November 18th, and then one night in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania at the Parks Casino. And then D- Dania, we found out it was Dania Beach, which is, isn't it just Fart Lauderdale? I want to say that's Fart Lauderdale. But they call it Dania Beach. Uh, I think we need a name for Dania. Oh, Daniac Mania. Dania? Put it on Fuckfacia. I don't know. Um, Dania. We'll think about that one. Labia Beach? Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Labia is nice. No, we work That's on it. We workshop it around here. Chad, improv. what do you have? Smart, smart Chad. We work on that, Chad. You think during the show. and then about, we'll... Something about veins, I think. Vania. Oh. Ooh, vania. <laughs> Dick Vania? Throbbing Vania Beach. Okay. Uh, and then uh, and then ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. I will be announcing my tour for next year very shortly. I'm only going to do really an exclusive run because, well, I like being with my family. I like raising my kids. So the truth is I don't want to go out a whole lot, but when I do, it's going to be very select. Also, if you haven't already, trot out Christina P's Perfect Meow 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 Red Lipstick. I made this with um, a premier atelier in Italy. It took months to develop. I've been wearing red lipstick since puberty, and I don't like them. I've figured out there's a flaw in almost every single formula that I've worn over the years. So I worked painstakingly to develop what I think is the perfect red and I really love a nice red lip. The French women know, the French women know that all you need in life is a nice shade of red lipstick. You don't have to do anything else to your face. You just put on a little mascara, put that red lip on, and you're, you're ready to go. I'm telling you, look at, even when you look at the, the um, red carpet events, these, these skinny little French bitches, these models, these actresses, all they fucking do is put on a red lip and they look fantastic. So I learned this from those Frenchies. So uh, Christina P online or no, YMAstudios.com for, for those. Get them. They've already sold out the first run with such a huge success. So thank you to everybody who bought them. I'm sorry I took a little time. You know why it took so long? I'll tell you. Because these GD Europeans, they take vacations. They're like, no, the factory is closed for all of... Well, that was German. The Germans don't take vacations. The, the Italians are like, hey, the factory's closed for August day. We're taking a vacation. Oh, so that's why these fuckers were on vacation in Italy. Can you believe that? Can you believe these non-capitalists? Who the fuck takes a month-long vacation? It's, it's absurd. Even, you know, even when you, you know, Tom and I, before we had some scratch I remember thinking oh it's going to be great you know when we become successful because then we can take off as much time as we want and guess what no you still don't you really don't you have to work to keep the stuff that you have in America so there you go this episode is brought to you by Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You might notice that my posture is impeccable today. You notice that? Yeah, looks really good. You want to know why? Why? Because I got some fucking a-hole in an F-150 hit and run me right in my car and um i I have a rotator cuff issue so the pt lady said i gotta keep my shoulders back 
Anyway, I might have a torn rotator cuff. I just saw my doc this morning and I go, doc, is it because of my huge tits that I've been carrying my whole life? (laughs) And he was like, well, that's not the formal diagnosis, but I don't think that's far off. And I was like, that makes so much. I mean, I, I swear it's like the minute I got these, these chachis, my chichis, it's like your whole life changes as a woman. Like all for first up until like third, fourth grade, I'm just this lovely, you know, lithe and, you know, just fast creature. I could run, I could jump, I could skip, I could fight fucking pirates. And then tits, tits start, you know, the, you get your little, your little breast buds at first and you're like, what is this nightmare? And then your mother wants to see them. Show me your dress. And then the next thing you know, we have to get you a bra and you're in the the Nordstrom and some Russian woman is measuring you in front of everybody else. And it's so embarrassing. And it's just the beginning of, of, of boobs. And then, you know, and I was so ashamed of them because I was, um, I mean, there's a million reasons, but you know, everyone starts looking at you different and now you gotta, you just don't want to do anything. You don't want to run. And I remember one time I, I, so by eighth grade, I was like, probably, uh, I was about a C cup already. And I was, (laughs) I remember being in PE in eighth grade and we were doing like, you know, when they make you play baseball and I remember running to a base and Greg was on first base and he saw me running and he goes, damn, you're really busting out, huh, Christina? And I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Greg, for pointing out my titties. So I just, you know, life was different. So now I'm paying the price for these huge honkers. Not that I ever enjoyed them. I think the irony is when you have huge cans, you don't want the huge cans. And when you don't have the huge cans, you wish you had. So you always want what you can't have. Um, but, you know, I'm going to try to get these cans down to a respectable size uh, we'll see what happens with diet and exercise. But of course, uh, I, was, I told my trainer lady about it and she's like, you know what's going to happen is that you're going to lose weight everywhere but your tits. You're going to have these huge tits. <laughs> Tiny waist. I'm like, probably. Fuck. Fuck. So there you go. Here we go. See, I just forgot. Literally, literally the doctor goes, the PT lady knows PT. She goes, it's just years of being hunched over that I started to like, hunched over and I think part of that too is like well that and this she goes this and I'm like I'm like oh this this is definitely me the first you know 34 years of my life (laughs) like living with my parents and then oh my mother and then once my mom died in 2015 shoulders went down just kind of calm the fuck (laughs) but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you know, that's an emotionally related thing. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in that your emotions can really wreak havoc on your body. And that's how you know it's happening to you. For instance, uh, well, there's two points I want to make on this. Two points. Okay. Number one, read Louise Hay if you're interested in learning, learning more about how the body is related to your emotional landscape. She so this woman, Louise, I've talked about her a million times before. She's like the OG self-help woman, Hay House Radio. Will you look up? It's Louise Hay. The book is called, the, is it fucking Heal Yourself? You know who told me about this book actually was Tiffany Haddish a million years ago. Oh, gosh. You Can Heal Your Life. That's the one. You Can Heal Your Life, I believe, is the right one. Heal so Your Body. You Can Heal Your that. Body. Yeah. Yes. So Tiffany Haddish and I, we were working on this show a million years ago that nobody watched on TBS. (laughs) It was like the hardest show to to make. It was a horrible show. I think Tiffany got sick. We all got sick because we were overworked and it was just horrible. Um, And she and I was talking about, I think I was having migraines at the time or or I was talking again about losing weight. And she goes, Christina, when you start loving yourself you will start losing weight. And I'll never forget when she said that. She said that to me and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if she's right. God damn it. You know, and, uh, and then she told me about Louise Hay and about this book that you can heal your body. And it's wonderful because there's an index of ailments. Well, let's look up shoulder. Kill your body, type in shoulder and see if the passage comes up. 
uh, and I'll put Louise Hay, heal your body, shoulder. So you can look up whatever ailments you're having and this woman will be like, look, it's because you are, oh, here we go. Shoulders, see, go, go, the one under it, Goodreads, no. Shoulders, see, this is it, let's, let's go, here we go. I'm telling you, this bitch is crazy. Okay, here we go. Shoulders, see, joints, round shoulders, probable cause, represent our ability to carry out experiences in life joyously. We make life a burden by our attitude. New thought pattern. I choose to allow all my... Just kidding, what is that? I choose to allow all my experiences to be joyous and loving. Wow. See, so she tells you like what's wrong with your attitude and why you're cre- what thoughts are creating that in your body. I believe it, you know, I've actually had to work on, because I wake up in the morning and like, the first thing I do is like anxious. What, what do I have to take care of? I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, instead of being like, what wonderful things will happen to me today? Oh, I'll get to go do this and maybe I'll see so-and-so and, and do that. So yes, I, I definitely do not approach uh, life in a joyous, carefree manner. <laughs> Does anybody? I feel like you have to be a little stupid. To walk around like, hey, I'm joyous and carefree. Like, you don't know what could happen to you. You know, you got to be a little cautious. I think that's a sign of a low IQ is walking around like fucking joyous. Not all the time. Yeah, I feel like it's right. You're either super young and stupid or super old and <laughs> wise as fuck. So it's like nothing fucking matters anymore. You know? I know. And I, I think you're right. I think, I think. You know, when I, um, I think the, the, the blessing of youth is just that you don't really, you're not aware of the amount of stuff that can happen and does happen, which is why you put yourself in really dumb places and scenarios when you're young. Cause you know, you're like, well, yeah, I'll go out at, you know, two in the morning to Hollywood on a bus and like, I'll let this homeless guy watch my car as I drink a 40 before I go into this nightclub on a school night in Hollywood and there's a guy smoking crack next to me. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll take two hits of acid at Lollapalooza in 1992 and freak the fuck out and get into a car with somebody who's driving on acid. Like, all these stupid things. And then you're like, oh, my God. Like, horrible things happen all the time, randomly, all the time. Because you're invincible, yeah. You're invincible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have some stuff happen to you and you're just like, oh, looks like I'm not. <laughs> looks like, looks like, yeah. I mean, look, and even me, I'm, I tried really don't, like I broke my ankle. I was like, fine, let's just, let's get on with life. I got in this car accident. I'm like, fine, let's just fucking get on with it. But it does, it does rattle my cage. Cause you're just like, oh, it just really reminds you of your mortality and your Fight, fun, finitude, finitude, the finitude of life, Chad, smart Chad, fin, finitude, finitude, uh, yeah, I'll accept that. finitude, uh, fin- like, yeah, like the, the finiteness, finite. yeah, yeah, the finitude, the finitedness of of your existence, the finite. Fi- let's hear it phonetically though, because this is one of these words that I've read my entire life and I don't know how to say. Finitude, finitude. See, nailed it. Go. Finitude. Finitude. Smartest podcast Smartest. host ever. <laughs> yeah, not really. Watch your mom's house. I think I said some real dumb shit this week. It's like, it's amazing how I, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how I can be like thought, like maybe thoughtful and insightful in some areas of my life. And then other stuff, I just don't, I have a total block on it. Like, like, I literally did have the epiphany that fitness was good for you. <laughs> like, because I've done it, but I don't really do it con- like con- like every day. But now that I've been doing it every day, I'm like, wow, I generally feel better because I do it every day. And I'm like, fuck, what? Like, you know you know that, but you don't know it until you internalize it and you experience it yourself. Like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And even like this epiphany that like, let's say your face isn't that great, but you you beef up your body. Like, what's his name? Jeff Bezos. And all of a sudden, Jeff Bezos, who starts as like a three, can be like a solid LA seven. Totally. Just by like getting jacked. It's Mm -hmm. I never really put that together. I guess I never looked at people that way of like, your your face is a fucking four and you're, you know, 
But now that I'm becoming more superficial and older because because <laughs> you start to realize like, oh, I have to pay attention to my looks now because like I'm aging and I have to like give a shit. Um, yeah, you start to notice that. You're like, oh, yeah. Like I, I guess I never... I just didn't look at Jeff Bezos that way, where I was like, he's just like, you know, he's a guy, it's fine. I feel like that shit's easier for dudes, though, too. Like, to if a guy kind of has, like, an ugly face, but he just kind of, like, is Jacks. in shape and, yeah. like, dresses nicely and kind of, like, takes care of himself. So true. Like, he could up his game way more. I don't know if that really goes the other for way. For chicks? We'll see this but guy. you can't get jacked, really, as a chick. We can get, you can get hot, you though. You can get super thin. You can get super, I mean, hot. super thin, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Like, this chick, on, this, this dude on TikTok, that's where I heard this theory from. Like, one of these TikTok guys that's filling the void of fucking our homeboy, um, Cobra Tate. <laughs> He's just like, listen, chicks, if your face is a five... But your body's like a 10. You could raise your number to like an 8 or 9. And I was like, oh my God, that's the dumbest, meanest thing I've ever heard. But it's not wrong. Like, oh my God, I think he's right. <laughs> I think it's, it, it's that he's omitting things, though. It's not Tell just me. about getting the body, right? Because what know. comes with getting the body is kind of like what you're talking about. Like now you feel better, right? You're yeah. probably eating better. You're probably exercising you're yeah. probably just a better person in general, so you're even like a a better energy to be around. That's you know so I mean? true because, like, as I've been in in the process of like cleaning up my emotional house in the last decade or more, yeah, it's a process. It's like layers of an onion. Like, first, just get your you got to get certain shit under control, like your scheduling, the amount that you'll allow other people to impinge on your you know, your personal boundaries and your priority. And then, you know what I mean? Like you, you, all these things. And then I think for me, the physical was the last component of, well, probably not. I'll say that. And then I'll, you know, I'll end up having to like heal some other part of my existence. But I, I was never physically oriented. I think I've always been like this Cartesian fucking ego. You know, the reference Chad knows what I'm talking about. He's the only one. Um, Christine, I think you're smarter than you, you think you are because you're always dropping all these references it's and knowing all these words. It's all it's big words and stuff. It's because I just read these books in college. That's right. all I just well, you did that. outsmart me on YMH the other week. Did I? Yeah, I felt really bad that I had to edit it out. But <laughs> you did. <laughs> oh, what did I outsmart you on, Chad? I'm so excited. I think it was uh, vacillate. Va oh, vacillate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a big, oh, yeah, you big word. Up on that one, vacillate <laughs> versus oscillate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up on that one, stupid Chad. Fucking team Fucking Chad, Fucking dummy, huh? retard. Um, but no, I think I've always seen myself as like this ego, this mind that just floats around in a, a disconnected meat vessel. And I don't know if that's a function of trauma. I do think like, <gasps> it is, because Annie is super disconnected from his physical body, he who shits once a month. Bro, it is totally trauma related. <laughs> the fact that we just found out, I know exactly what you're talking about, by the way. Yeah. I, I can't think of it top of my head but there's for sure stuff where i'm like oh i could just like be happy about this thing i don't have to yeah. like every day doesn't have to suck you know yeah. <laughs> like shit like that's totally trauma yeah like you're just living well here's what i learned the biggest lesson is like you're just living in survival mode when you are when you grew up severely traumatized like you're literally like you wake up and it's just like how am i gonna just like survive 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 and then when you're in therapy long enough you drop into actually living and I think a lot of people live in survival, a panic. It's going to get taken away. Everything's chaotic. Anything bad can happen. Da, 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 da. When's the other shoe going to drop? And then to drop into living is when you can finally go, okay, what do I, what are my feelings? Where does my body hurt? Oh, I should take care of my body. Oh, I should go to the doctor. Oh, I should go to the dentist. Oh, I should care for myself. And that, that just takes like levels of just being, you know, and working on it. But the disconnection from my physical body has been like, you know, so many years. And I, that's why I never did fitness, really. I didn't start until after I had my first child because I was like, I don't care. I'm skinny. I'm skinny. And I always was skinny, just naturally. That and because I just smoked cigarettes for 17 years and that really helped. I love fucking smoking. I wish I could smoke again. I, would, I love cigarettes. They're so good. They've, I mean, you had your two kids, right? She I know, but, back on it. but I smoked for 17 smoking. years. No, I gave it, but here's what I see it as is like, the way I saw it is I gave myself a deal. I was like, 
you can smoke until you're 30. And then if you smoke past 30, you're just a fucking idiot. Like you can do anything in your 20s. Remember yesterday, Zoli, at lunch, I was like, Zolo, go make your mistakes. In your 20s, it's carte blanche. Make every mistake you can because mm-hmm. you will look back in your 40s and have a good laugh and you're free- everything is forgiven. You just pass, hall pass. But once you hit 30 and you're, you're still doing stupid shit, now it's on you, bro. Now it's on you, you fucking idiot. So I gave myself 17 good years as a smoker. I started at 13. I stopped at 30. I've never looked back. And I loved it. It was a fantastic habit. It got me to stop what I was doing in an anxious moment, go outside, breathe. Yes, tobacco and toxic, <laughs> toxic things. But, you know, it's a meditative state. It's a, it's a stimulant. So it kept me skinny. It helped me take shits. It was... It was great. I would read books and smoke cigarettes for hours. It was like my favorite thing to do. And then I had to find something new to do instead of that. And now I walk. (laughs) And it's just as fulfilling as smoking. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But it's true. And the older you get, you're like, okay, well, I can't smoke out of anxiousness, but I can go walk the block and see my neighbors and pet dogs and make videos. And, you know, I look at spiders and shit and you, you, you calm down and you grow up a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. But the pooping stuff, that's definitely... So, so can I tell you my theory on pooping? Yes. Okay. You mean mine? Yeah, just okay. anybody. Just like whenever... You, so, so for me... Okay, I'll give you a great example. You know when you fucking, I don't know if you've ever lived with anybody, with a girl, but, oh God, I remember, like I was in a, you know when you're in your bad, you're just in a fucking, it's the end of the relationship, and you're done. You're just, yeah, you're, I remember this. You're done. You're done. Yeah, you're just, you're just done, and you know it, but, like the writing's on the wall, and you haven't admitted it to yourself fully yet it's like you're in denial you're in denial you're in denial i remember i was just in denial in denial with this relationship and then mysteriously every time i would eat i would just have violent diarrhea and uh, just like stomach upset just like oh fuck and then it got to the point where i was becoming ocd about it and being like oh god i'm gonna get you know sick so i better i I can't eat before i get on the freeway i remember that's how crazy i was getting where i was like i gotta i gotta drive you know to the west side from silver like i don't want to like get diarrhea so i have to (laughs) i have to die i I was so mentally ill this is like 20s carte blanche right 20s yeah and then i broke up with the guy and lo and behold stomach issues gone ocd gone everything gone so i think for me the, the the brown is an indicator of the emotional landscape. When I'm anxious, the first thing I do is take a shit, right? When I'm sick or sad, the last thing I do is take a shit. It's like all correlated to shitting. Now that's me. I know that other people, your emotions are tied to different parts of your body. Some people feel it in their chest. Some people get headaches. I used to get headaches for the longest time. That one stopped. But look at me. Now I have a fucking rotator cuff tear from years. I know it's this. I know it's that. And now it's finally, you know, I've relaxed enough and it, my body is like, hey, dude, remember all those years of having your shoulders up around your, your ears? You can't do that for 40 years. What do you think, Annie? Is there, does that ring true at all for you? Or is this is like such a consistent problem with your shitting that I mean, you don't um, even know anymore? I mean, like I said, now, now it's not really like, it's not as much of a thing. For me, it was definitely an OCD thing. I don't. I'm sure I could attribute it to, you know, what's going on emotionally. But mm. I'm so disconnected from what that is that I don't know if I can even comment on it. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not there. Still. You're not there. I'm. I'm getting there though. I'm You're getting, getting there. there. Can I tell you what started my healing process? Was um, ironic. It was so stupid. It sounds stupid, but adopting FIFO, our first dog, like loving some someone something 
That's someone. Dogs are people too. Loving that dog just like just broke me open. You know, I love Tom before the dog, but it wasn't the people love is is awesome, but dog love or dependent love when something depends on you and you care for that person thing whatever. That that changed everything for me and then obviously having children just now I'm uh yeah. Now I feel like I'm a human. It's really horrible with all the feelings. <laughs> yeah. So I think I was just like a robot for many years. And then, yeah, you know, I'm this person. <sighs> anyway, so let's talk about some other stuff. I noticed, I've noticed this for this phenomenon in California for years. And I just saw this in Texas. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I'll never forget. I was in the San Fernando Valley. I think I just had one kid at this point, And I saw a billboard. <laughs> It was in Woodland Hills. The billboard said, don't forget to be a dad today. <laughs> Remember that? I've <laughs> yeah. seen that. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what the fuck kind of billboard is this? Like, are there guys out there like, oh, I've forgotten something today. I don't know what it could be. Oh, yeah, I'm responsible for people's lives. Um, and I just thought, oh, this is a weird anomaly. This is like, yeah, that was the poster, the the billboard with the man. There it is. Don't forget. Oh, no, no. Don't forget to be your father or something like that. Yeah, it was like that with the kid on the shoulders. And it was like, don't forget to be a dad. Psst, call your dad today. Not that one. Wish my dad a happy birthday. This is hilarious. But uh, it literally was reminding men to not forget their responsibilities to their children, which is just outrageous and um we forget stuff you know yeah we fucking guys <laughs> so am i right i'm so stupid yeah like guys are that stupid you guys have only built societies bridges penicillin computers <laughs> discovered new lands just space <laughs> um so then i thought this is a weird one off i'm not gonna make a thing of it and then as i was driving here i saw a billboard that said don't stop being a dad and it was a, yeah, like you don't just tap out once that girl gets her titties, like you need to be there. And it was Gru from, you know, the Minions movies. It was Gru with the little girl as a little girl and then as her getting married or whatever. And I was like, God, why are we having to tell men <laughs> to not tap out of, the, of like being a person? Anyway, I just thought I would bring it up with dudes. You tell me. What the fuck is this about? I don't want to make assumptions. What is what is What like, is this about? Is it that, that dads like suck it? Why do dads suck so hard? Yeah. <sighs> fuck. Um I don't know. I I would assume I would assume because for a dude it's more about what we're going to do. Uh we have like this goal in mind and we collect along the way, mm. whether it be women or children and stuff. That's but so I feel like true. there's like a goal in mind. And so, yeah, I think everything along that way is kind of... Collateral. It can get fuzzy. Damage. You guys are, yeah, you're just like power, money, stuff, right? And then yeah. and then you're like, oh, yeah, but I'll, I have these kids that need me tons. I but think there's cares? an element of it to where we don't, carry the child in our body so we don't yeah. have the same connection to it yes unfortunately mm-hmm. it's part of it and i feel like more often than not when a guy is a shitty dad it's because he had a shitty dad definitely and like he's kind of just carrying on that cycle and i think anyone that sees a billboard like that that's going to be affected by it is already kind of a good dad yeah like they're like oh yeah i should do something for my kid today i forgot that. i know right. it's like it's like when i was in san francisco and it's like, stop the hate or don't hate people. It's like, you're putting this billboard where it doesn't belong. Like, San Francisco is pretty open. Put that stuff in Alabama somewhere, in, in, in some backwater whatever place where they're not loving and tolerant of difference or other. It was like so stupid. You're preaching to the choir. You're right. I don't think any crummy dad is going to be like, thank God I saw that. Yeah, billboard. I imagine, I imagine my dad, like, <laughs> day after he left, seeing that billboard, being like, oh, yeah, fuck, I can't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, it is a really, 
you know, it's a very sobering truth. And I'm, again, this is one of those huge revelations that like fitness is good for you, but (laughs) I, I really was in, I really drank the feminist Kool-Aid of like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's equal. Everyone's this, it's the men and women can do it. It's, it's like, it's really not, it's really not like the, the woman grows the babes. We, they, the baby wants you, the mother more than everybody. And I mean, it's a, it's a calling. It really is a calling that you can either choose to throw, let go for or, or not, or do whatever. However, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, but yeah, the kids don't have the same relationship to my husband that they do with me. Mommy is the 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 center of stuff, and it's a great, you know, privilege and 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 is overwhelming at the same time, and is um yeah, it's fucking heavy, but it's good. It's a good responsibility. It makes you grow up and realize you're not a you're not a self centered piece of shit, which is nice. Um, so, oh, also one more thing I wanted to bring up. I uh, I saw I saw my surgeon this morning, the guy that did my ankle. Shout out to Doctor Austin Hill, Texas Orthopedics, great guy, great surgeon. If you need your ankle, if you break your shit, go to Doctor Hill. He's really good. Um, but I found it very interesting. So today he was looking at my shoulder with the X-ray, and then he goes, "I go well if I need to get this thing, you know, surgerized, operated on. Will you do it?" And he goes, well, no, I'll refer you to some sports guy. He's much better at it than I am. I'm only good at broken stuff. I know my limitations. And I was like, that's so... He wears cowboy boots, too, which is so adorable. A surgeon who wears cowboy boots. I love it. And I go, well, that, that's really um, insightful. I think I love this idea of knowing your limitations and knowing what you're great at and accepting what you're not. And I think for so many years... You know, even as a child, especially because I watch my children now as they go into the 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 archaic and limited, limiting, I should say, world of academia. And, you know, you realize as an adult now and looking back, you're like, well, school is very necessary. I don't poo-poo education at all. Um, but now knowing what it takes to be a successful human, it's, it's definitely not school. <laughs> In fact, I had to unlearn most of what I learned in school to become a successful adult. Uh, they don't teach you things in school like balancing your checkbook or how to, you know, change the oil in your car or how to rent an apartment or how to pack a suitcase or how to do a million things that maybe your parents teach you. I don't know. Mine certainly didn't either. But um, yeah, I'm watching him go through this process of where they socialize the savage, right? That's what you do when you have a child. It becomes a toddler and you socialize the savage being. You teach it things like it shouldn't burp in public, even though mine do. It shouldn't hit other people, although mine do. (laughs) You shouldn't, you know, grab your shit and throw it in a restaurant, things like that. And then there's a process, the spirit crushing process of school where you learn that, uh, you're quantified, you're tested, you're told that you may excel in this thing, you may not excel in that thing. And it's just, and at the time it feels so like permanent, you know? I mean, I remember seeing those scores and being like, I'm going to be a fucking loser. Like, this is it. (laughs) I got tested for, they thought I had a reading comprehension problem in like fourth grade or something. And then, you know, I got all the tests and all the fucking retard tests and my mother was in a worry that I don't, you don't know how to read. I'm like, I can read. I just don't care. I don't want to do it, you know. And um, you you get scarred by those things because then you think, oh, God, I'm deficient or I'm, I'm not as good as this guy and this thing and this kid can run fast and I can't do that. It's, it's the beginning of realizing your limitations and realizing like, oh, shit, maybe... Maybe I won't be good at math or maybe I won't be good at science or whatever the heck it is. And it's it really is harsh to watch your kids go through these things. And anyway, I'm telling my kids now <laughs> a few things. You know, first of all, school is just a system of rules. It's a system that you learn, right? And then like anything, you learn the rules so that you can fuck with them later. <laughs> but uh, 
you know. Your kids are going to grow up and be scary. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, (laughs) Good. Too much. I mean, I wish someone had told me about the Matrix when I I don't. I think my parents did. My parents obviously knew the Matrix because they had come to this country as immigrants, and they were like, "Oh, in America, you don't, you don't have to do all these stupid rules." You know, like what are you talking about? You can just go around this thing. Like, there's a million loopholes in America, legal loopholes. I should mention. There's easier ways to do things. But, yeah, I mean, when you grow up thinking that that shit's absolute, like, oh, my God, I didn't, you know, I'm fuck, if I were judging by my, I thought for sure because, listen, I thought for sure because on my my SATs, I don't even think I broke a 1,000. I was like, I am, I am retarded. I am, I, I think you get like 500 points just for writing your name on the SAT, and I fucking blew it like I just and I was mortified I'm like this is it my life is over how am I going to get out of this house how am I going to make a living I'm an idiot and and I just wish someone had told me like dudes don't don't even worry especially in this time of the internet shit you can just take pictures of your feet and earn a living as a woman now which is amazing and no one even sees your face so yeah, it's it's uh, it's tricky because how do I navigate with my kids? Like, hey, you have, you have to pretend like this stuff matters. <laughs> I have to get them to believe in it just enough to go along, but ultimately let them know that like fucking who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. And the most successful people I know and I'm friends with certainly didn't go to an Ivy League school and certainly didn't get straight A's. I'm pretty sure most of us are fucking illiterate degenerates anyways. So... There you go. Were you ever told you're retarded, Chad? Never. So when I was young, I they like put me in, in advanced classes and stuff, but I was always like the class clown, and I actually mm-hmm. got kind of bad grades once I got to high school. But I was always good at testing and always good at like you knew the system. My, yeah, I always kind of saw it as like some kind of goofy rule thing that I had to follow that I always just fucked around with. See, that's the way you should see school, though. I think. But then in college, I really, I was really motivated. To, I, I just like learning and I was learning yeah. things I wanted to. Same, so I yeah. was better at that. Yeah. Once I got to college and I was like, oh, this is why, why couldn't I read like Socrates in high school? Why, why couldn't I read the stuff that I cared about? You know, instead they're having you read like the fucking most boring shit, like Grapes of Wrath. Like, I don't want to read this about dust bowls and dead babies and shit. Like it was so depressing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's taking what you're interested in. Zolo, what were you good at in school? Um, English. English, yeah. and I liked history, too. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Hated math. Oh, never was interested idiot. in uh, science, really, at all. <sighs> I, was inter- I was interested in nothing in school. Maybe English, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I yeah. didn't care about any of it. I didn't like any of it. Any, what were you interested in? Uh, I'm, I'm like you. I, I didn't Chicks. give a fuck about any of it. Yeah, you didn't give a fuck was, about shit. It was social. Like I needed yeah. my, my social shit to be up. That's all I cared about. So. Me too. And I feel like that's more important in the world. <laughs> it, it was, it's but, like, but but I do regret it just because I, I think in, I don't know if my mom taught me that same shit about that, like school is just a system, you could whatever. But eventually I learned that in one way or another. And I feel like because of that, I didn't get the full experience. Like I was just fucking around the whole time. So... I you didn't. I, you I didn't try. Like you didn't try. Y- yeah, I don't know. I I just think um, um, I didn't go through school the way most people go through school. So I mm. end up being, even though social was like my, that was my top thing, and I had you know I was popular in school, but like afterwards, I feel like I lost. My, the sociability because I didn't go through that same experience that everybody went through. I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't, but that's okay. <laughs> we only have 20 minutes left of the show. I don't. So moving on. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I don't care. No, I, yeah, kind of. Sure, sure, sure. You have to, you have to buy into it somewhat. You have to go into it somewhat, uh, somewhat naively. And, and you have to believe in the system a little, which is what I'm trying to convey to my kid. Like you have to give a shit if you get an A or a D. It has to matter both ways, much like life, right? It's the same thing. You can't really be like, oh, they love me. I got a, you know, um, a positive review from whatever, my special or whatever the fuck. Because if you buy into that 
praise, then you buy into the not praise. You buy into the rejection. It's like you just have to teach people, I think, to be self self coursed. You know, like I I I do what I do, and uh, I like what I do. I do what I do. You can suck my dick. Um, okay, let's do a follow up voicemail. If we have, yeah. Oh, Henry Cavill, I'm devastated. Hey, Mom, Tina, Christina. Hi. This is the Trey from Nashville. Uh, I'm listening to today's episode, 162, with Ryan Sickler. And uh, listening to you guys talk about potty training boys and mm. how you pretty much just said you just have to get used to piss being everywhere, uh, which made me think that maybe you don't know about toilet targets. I uh, don't. You can go on Amazon and you can find a whole myriad of them. From actual targets to dinosaurs and trucks and cars and stuff, you just turn the water off on the toilet, you flush it so there's no water in the toilet, you stick the sticker down in there, and it gives them something to piss on. Yeah. So it gives them a place to aim for so mm-hmm. you can direct mm-hmm. their attention into the toilet and not everywhere else around the bathroom. So hope that helps. Love the show. Thanks, Mommy. I love that. Will you Google, what is it, piss targets for kids? I mean, what do you... That's phenomenal. I did not know about that. Thank you so much. I think that will be a tremendous help. Um, ew. <laughs> okay. Okay. There it goes. It shows a little kid doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's I th- funny because adults need that too. Adult no. men. That's like, what I was going to say. Yeah, we literally have those just not, bun- you know, fruity colors and shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you still pee on the seats? On the inner seat though. My kids I mean, piss on the outer seats. I mean, look, if there's no target, I don't, I don't know where to aim. I don't know where it goes. It goes oh, wherever. Jesus, you guys are real fucking <laughs> savage. <laughs> you guys are, this, the bar is so low. I mean, for men, really. I don't know. I just can't seem to piss in a toilet. Well, I, it's like, I don't. If there's okay. a stain on there. We have something to aim at. I God, think. it's yeah, so, so gross. Yep. Shit marks the yeah. skids. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you got to wash it off. I'm going to throw up. I know. <laughs> it's like power. Wash okay. Simulated. Done. I got it. No, I know. I've heard guys talk about this before. God. You, look, you, you would too. If, if you looked at where it was going, you would too. So I don't want to know. You, you just don't see I it. just don't think. Okay. I, I, I got to keep moving right along. Y- yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is in, in regard to Henry Cavill, who we talked about on your mom's house. I'm, I think he's really handsome. Um, I tried watching that super, the Superman with him, but it was so boring. I couldn't get into it. I just find him striking. It says, I'm wondering, uh, okay, w- you appreciate Henry Cavill's dick sitch. I was wondering if you still feel that way after finding out he's a nerd. I know I heard this. Along with the role of Superman, he also plays, what is it, Geralt, Geralt Rivia in Netflix. Flix, is adaptation of The Witcher. And the reason he wanted to play this character was because he was a fan of the series of role-playing games of the same title. Oh, Jesus. I hope this doesn't ruin your day and you bet I'm coming up, mate. It did ruin my day, actually. (laughs) Oh, shit. Here we go. Henry Cavill has played some pretty badass roles, uh, but none more badass than his latest project as, I don't know how to pronounce that. Any nerds in there know that it's word? The Witcher. Geralt? No. Oh, Geralt. Geralt? Yeah. Geralt? Geralt of Rivia. Geralt of Rivia from Netflix is The Witcher. This might make it a surprise to some that although he has played an amazingly tough character, the, the big nerd in his downtime. Go, go, go. Okay. Oh, man. Superman has many, huh? You mean Greg Norton effect? Paints figurines. And oh, God, he paints figurines. Ooh, he's in the Dungeons and Dragons then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's, that's what that means. That is a vag dryer. I mean, painting figurines. Build PCs. That one I like. I, I find that crafty. That's useful. PC that's, gamer, not Xbox or PlayStation. That is a vag dryer for me. I don't want to watch a man playing Xbox. I'd rather... I'd rather that's one of my children. PC? Whatever. <laughs> that's what kids do. It's what teenage boys do. So I find that to be very gross. <sighs> but the figure, the figurines... Yeah, that, that like guarantees Dungeons & Dragons pretty much. And like what is, what you do. so I don't, I don't, what is Dungeons and Dragons? Like what, it, what is, is it a card game? I mean, I don't want to, 
claim to be an expert. I haven't actually played it because it's such a long like learning process. But it's basically just uh, you use your imagination to create like a story, and then okay. as I'm, I'll I'll be like the dungeon master, so I have the story together, and then you kind of roll dice and and figure out what you uh, do. In my it story. sounds horrible. It yeah, really I'm, I'm sounds also not going to be boring. great at selling it. Yeah. Well, no, I saw okay. it on um, Stranger Things. They're playing D and D, right? That's their game. Yeah, I get it. Okay, I mean, I, I personally, I get bored. I remember being invited to like, uh, you know, oh, we're gonna play Clue at, at this party. I'm like, what? Let's just get drunk and make out. Why are we? Do, what? Wait, you can't even play Clue. Oh, it's so boring. I'm just like, I'm, I'm the type that's like, let's just fucking. Let's just play spin the bottle. <laughs> Apparently, this is the Let's one he's just into. Get drunk and have fun, like Warhammer forty thousand. Oh no, Henry! It's some varsity nerd shit. Varsity. Is, I don't oh wait, no, that is what you paint the figurines for. That's oh right. Oh my god, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, I, I haven't done it, but yeah. Yeah. For sure. This this really this this is actually a this is a bummer. <laughs> This puts me off of Henry Cavill. I I would fucking kill myself if I walked in and Tom was painting figurines. I'd be like, I I could not be less attracted to you sexually right now. <laughs> Hold on, babe. I'm just finishing the eye. <laughs> Hold on. His shield needs an extra layer of lacquer. Fuck, man. You're such a hater. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just speaking from a sexual perspective i'm i'm not even judging like hey that's your pastime listen i paint poorly but i just think it's not it's not sex it would make me not sexually attractive to you it's not a very masculine for me hobby I, okay what, what about just painting in general like a yeah. dude just paints on canvas i that's would fine? if tom painted i would be so excited i'd be like let's paint together i think that's so cool but, but it's, the, it's the childishness of the figurine. I feel like it's ju- juvenile. I don't think I would be into a girl who is super into it, if I'm being honest. To um, be into what? Like the painting, the figurines, oh. and like a super gamer or anything oh like that. It's just, I think it's just a matter of taste, though, what you're into. It is a matter of, because some super nerd out there is like, I, I would love to have a woman that's into Dungeons and Dragons. We, mm-hmm. could, yeah. we could dork out. Absolutely. That's just their jam. It's Send not my jam. Way. Send them my, oh my God. Oh my god! You forget I was a dork. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I forget. What do you think the most attractive hobbies are for oh, men? Oh, I can tell you right now. Go for it. All right, let me see. Number one, I think skateboarding is probably the most attractive thing a young gent. I'm talking. Let's start from like the lineage. Okay, so I'm talking like you know sixth, seventh grade. Christina goes. Okay, here we go. Yeah, my first crush was a skater, smoking cigarettes in high school, absolutely. Dad definitely has to be antisocial, uh, but skateboarding primarily, surfing, super cool too. Okay, so now let's go to college. Skateboarding college becomes a little dorky for me because now, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not attracted to pot smoking, like, like excessive. Like, if this kid is a pothead, I'm not into that. Oh, I like the guy who had, like, who can drive. <laughs> it's not even an activity. Driving a stick shift. I loved that. It seems so competent. No, actually, yeah, that's, that's cars. It's very handsome. Yeah, I like guys, guys who like cars. cars. Yeah. A lot of guys I dated had like not expensive cars, but cars that were just like cool or like that they worked on. They worked on, yeah, or they just took dope. pride in. I think that's important to me. Um, have to be intelligent. Intelligence is just fucking main, 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 mommy. Let me think. What else? I mean, music, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I I don't understand people that are like I don't like music. Like what? How do you? How do you live? I like guys. That, I can't stand the guy that's like a movie uh, fanatic. I dated a guy that was like too much into knowing about the films, so he couldn't just enjoy them. It was like a dissertation all the time. On, I was like, fuck. I dated a guy that was into wrestling. That was a fucking bad one. I had to go to like a WWE thing. No, it was. Damn, that did not last. That, that was the that summer. Means, that's kind of recent then, WWE. Or WWE. what is it, WWF? Sorry. Yeah, WWF no. was, was when we were kids, though. 
This is back when I was a <laughs> young lady. Uh, okay, but attractive hobbies for men? Definitely cars, music, right? Cars, music. Any athleticism is good. Jogging, I don't know about jogging. But yeah, right. It's because certain sports, not running. Right? Like tennis, would you be? Into I like tennis? tennis. Tennis players are hot. Okay. Tennis players have good bodies. Um, uh, let's see. Let me see. Give me some other ones. Oh, I think it'd be cool to be with photographer. I've never done that. That some could be kind of cool. Ridiculous, but yeah. Why don't you tell us if these ones are? Go hot ahead. Or not. Let's see what's a hot male thing to do. Go Urban ahead. Urban or orienteering go fuck your mother next adult board games go fuck your mother's tits next ground hopping i don't even know what that is chainsaw carving i think i got a really bad list here (laughs) you know what i'm not interested in either is like everything revolves around alcohol that guy that's like we're gonna go bar and then there's another bar and then we're gonna drink craft beer and like you're an alcoholic Oh, I like yeah, martial arts. Like martial, art, like, martial arts are good. Very handsome. That's boxing. Absolutely. I like guys that are into fucking like Muay Thai and masculine. Oh, God. You guys are doing that? Yeah. So hot. We started doing Danny. it with Danny Brown. Oh, shit. It's that's, so much fun. That's fierce, bros. Yeah. I like Muay Thai. That's, that's some shit. Muay Thai is awesome. Or jujitsu. Any mm-hmm. martial arts I think is fucking rad. Ooh, I got, rad. I got an interesting one. Go. What about not just dancing, right? Because dancers are pretty dope. Yeah. But what about break dancing? The, the best. Come yeah. On. I think it's cool as shit. I mean, okay. that's my generation, though. I mean, I feel like that one usually gets split. That one usually gets split. It's like it's either super cool or super kind of like kind of like skating. You're like you're still doing this, man. Like oh right, like, as an you're adult, fucking spinning on your head like that. I think okay. it's okay. Here's what I like for break dancing because I have friends that are like they'll do it as a joke at a party. Is I like the guy who could break dance as a kid. And then remembers the move at the party. And then you're like, oh, shit. And like he can bust out something. And I'll be like, that's respect. Like, I like that. Yeah, where it's casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm the guy that's like, I devote 40 hours a week to breakdancing. I've perfected my worm. And I can, you know, like. I was number two in the B-board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks out the cardboard at the party. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shh. I'm like, that's fucking intense, dude. Target shooting. I mean, I think like, I think shooting is is cool. Like, yeah, but if it's my husband's primary hobby, I'd be like, I think something's wrong with you emotionally that you're always like shooting and hurting things. I mean, that's like hunting, yeah. Like, what about hunting? I know. I don't know. My husband doesn't do it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I have friends whose husbands do that, and you're like, they seem to just be like, whatever. It's his thing. He comes home and he, you know, whatever. I don't know. It seems a little psycho, a little psycho. Yeah, like I just want to kill some shit. Like, please be my guest. Go shoot elsewhere. Don't. Right? It's a little intense. Same thing with fishing. Fishing's boring as shit, but I like it. I do that with my kids. Fishing's cool. I like fishing. Fishing is just like an excuse to get drunk. It's basically what book club is for women. It's the same thing. It's just like just an excuse to hang out and drink. Rock climbing, fuck you. I don't want to be friends with anybody that rock climbs. I've seen people doing it. It's so dangerous. I want to do it. Really? Yeah, just because it's so, it seems like such a challenge. I don't know. Oh, and fuck horses. If you're into horses, I don't even want to know your name. I hate horses. I hate anything having to do with horses. They smell, they're mean, they kick, they throw you off. Ugh, that would be my nightmare. If Tom was like, I'm really into horses. I bought us a horse. I bought us a frog. I'd be like, no, fuck your horse. Bike riding's fun, super dangerous. Fencing, I had a friend in high school that fenced, kind of gay. Not really very masculine. The outfit's kind of gay. I don't think it's, it's definitely not a vag dryer, but it's not, you know, target shooting. Okay, let me see. Paintballing, that's very masculine. I like that. Playing chess, very, that's oddly very, ma- I like that. I like the hyper intellectual thing where you're like, you do what? Or the the idiot thing of like a skateboard. I yeah. feel like, don't you Pools, feel like hot. everyone who's into paintball is low key racist? I don't know. Why I, I know, I feel that. Way too. Isn't that the same vibe? Like they all kind of that good old boy that wears camo all the time. I assume they're racist too. That's so funny. I so assume they're racist and they're racist. Or anyone that drives a pickup truck is a racist. I assume it. 
Yeah. Well, because yeah, it kind of is. I when I used to work at the Department of Public Safety in college, we would go paintballing once a year. Why am I whispering that? Like they're not listening. I don't know. And I remember being like, "Oh, this is so weird that like the school cops want to paintball." You know, like they want to shoot stuff on their off time. Even like, what the fuck, dude? Oh my god, this is the ultimate vag dryer. Live action role playing. Live action role. You physically portray a character. It brings fictional characters to life in a real life setting. For example, you can take part in a historical reenactment that brings a famous battle to life. Oh, fuck off. I mean, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Along with historical reenactment, you can also bring your favorite board game like Clue to life. This is the kind of shit I hated. Oh, so they didn't just ask you to go play Clue. They asked you to like fucking like role play. Yeah, they're like, so you killed so-and-so with a rope in the drawing room. And I'm like, ugh, get away from me. Let's fuck. Bowling. It's not hot. Can I tell you something? Bowling's fun with your bros, but as a girl, you want to look cute, you want to stay cute, and then you have the smelling bowling ball in your hand, and you're all sweaty, and you have to wear those stinky shoes. It's not a good date for me. I'd be like, it's a no, solid no. date. It's, it's a, a good one. It's a good it one for young young it chicks. Works. Okay, but like an old broad like me, I'd be like, don't fucking. You know what? A, a, a perfect date for personally is a dark-ass restaurant. <laughs> dark. Like, fucking, you can't read the menu. It's so dark. And alcohol and, like, foie, foie gras. I can't even say the word. You know what I mean? Like, crazy European. Yeah. I think you might be in the minority on that one. Really? And, like, yeah, just bizarre food. I don't know. That's I, a perfect date, bizarre food? Yeah. I agree with the dark and the alcohol. Dark and alcohol. But you don't want to get too crazy with the food because then you'll get diarrhea and then you can't fuck later and that, that'll ruin stuff. I've never had that problem. You never got diarrhea on a date? No. Really? Wow, that's actually surprising. Yeah, I feel like that happens to everybody once in a while. I don't shit, it happened to me, shit. Oh, you had diarrhea on a date recently? I mean, I th- well, no, not recently, but I, I told you uh, on the show a um, long time ago, I said... Uh, I was on a date and I didn't just diarrhea, I shat my pants. Fuck. Diarrhea in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real fun. <laughs> Super cool. Where were you? Took her to a cookie festival. <laughs> Turns out some of those cookies did not like my body. <laughs> so where did you shit? Like in a porta potty at a festival or was it in a indoor It was um well we were in a convention center and I got lucky oh that God. we there was just one convention going on. It was in the Long Beach Convention Center. And so there was this like convention hall that had nothing in it. It was just this giant empty space. And I saw a bathroom way in the back and I ran there to that bathroom and I shat my pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me this. And yep. then you just left. And then I just left. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. I would be scared too. Cause it's not like you can buy a pair of pants. You just had shit on your pants, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, my, my, uh, Sean, he picked me up. Oh, he picked me up. I had a blanket around my shitty ass. Oh, my God. My car smelled like shit for, like, weeks. Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good times. <laughs> Good times. I still haven't talked to that girl. <laughs> yeah, of course. What you, there's no redeeming. You can't be like, hey, I'm sorry I took off on you. I had diarrhea. I shit myself. It's so awful. You can't explain it. I don't think she liked me anyway. It's all she good. She didn't like you. Anyway. She sucked. <laughs> She's a fucking bitch. Yeah, I've had like, oh, God. I've had diarrhea at parties before. That was the worst in college. God, it was bad. I don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. (sighs) Anyway, you have diarrhea on a date, Zolo? I don't think so. Not that nothing comes to mind. You're still young. Yeah. I had it when I was traveling with a girl that I didn't know that well, and we were sharing a room together, <laughs> oh. and there's like thin walls, and I'm in there just trying oh. to like, don't make the sounds. Oh, like it was awful. That's the worst. That's the worst. I always think of this one date I was on. It was so awful. I was so awful. We both we went for sushi in the middle of the day for lunch, and he got sick like on the ride home, and I was like, oh. No, I felt so bad. He shit his pants. He, but he ran in like he made it just in the nick of time. And I was like, oh, God. 
But I, you know, I don't know. I have sympathy for for that. I, I'm not very shit averse, I guess. But that was painful. I always think about it. How fast it hit him. Like we just dropped the check, and then it was like right away. Still <sighs> fuck? Huh? You still fuck? Not that day. Mm. No, but I fucked him. Yeah, eventually. So that didn't affect your attracted. No. Okay. No, like that won't kill it for me. Damn. It's other things that 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 that's like a body function. Body functions are not that crazy for me. But what would kill it if the figurines came out, and I would be like, we're done. I'm telling you, there was one guy in college who I really liked, and he was brilliant, and like, yes, all the boxes. And then I we went out on a date, and I was back at his house. He was showing me, you know, things in his house. And I was like, I'm going to use your restroom. And I go to the bathroom and there's fucking figurines on the toilet. And then in his, I peek in the bedroom and there's like a cutout of Chewbacca at the foot of the bed and figurines. And I was like, I am done. Like I, I so would have laid him except for that stuff. I literally was like, I can't, you're, you're a child. You're a ch- It's not attractive to me personally, but I mean, I some friends with dudes that collect stuff, and I make fun of them relentlessly. I'm like, oh, are you going to give those to your kids, or are you going to keep them forever for the value? <laughs> so fucking gay. <laughs> so embarrassing. I, I'm surprised. The one God. that everyone, I feel like, fucking did was Funko Pops. Those What's Funko that? Pops. People are still doing them. Yeah, it's 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 like Look big figurines, like bobblehead type. Oh fucking, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. comedians have these even. I've been in some people's bedrooms that just has hundreds of these things, and they're all in the box. Yeah, that's no good. No good. I mean, isn't that the the forty year old virgin? That's the premise of that movie. Is he's got all these figurines, and then the girl helps him sell them. Mm-hmm. Right, and then he yeah. gets laid mm-hmm. eventually. Like it's it's yeah. childish as shit. What is an acceptable collection for <laughs> a guy to have besides okay. like Porsches and Rolexes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that even awesome. Yeah, I know. I, okay, okay. I think baseball cards. It, it's childish as well, but I get it because it's sports related. I think like sports memorabilia. I I remember. Well, you know why I like it. I'll tell you why I think baseball cards are acceptable. I worked with a writer once of this really funny comedy writer whose name, oh, I wish I could remember. He was so funny. And he showed me the baseball card of Cal Ripken and it was, he was holding the bat and it said fuck face. And he's like, this is a fucking collector's edition because look at his bat. It says fuck face. That was his nickname. And I was like, this is hilarious. I didn't realize baseball cards could be so fun. That's the only reason I like, I like that. Um, Shoes. I'm trying to think of past boyfriends that I found acceptable. Music, records, fine. Books, fine. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else, what else. Just like, you know, not my doll collection, you know, or these are my Hummel figurines. I'd be like, <laughs> what about my dishware? Legos, <laughs> like they kept all their old Lego things. <laughs> some kids, some dudes do that shit. What do you mean, like they keep their childhood? Yeah, because trans- transformer Legos. Exactly, you mm. get like a Lego set, and so you make that, and you generally keep it for a while. And some dudes keep it for a long time. <laughs> I don't know. Going. That's you know. I don't. That, that's not. That's not. I don't know. It's childish as fuck. Yeah, let's see what the most common. I'm guessing baseball cards or stamps. Stamps are fine. Yeah. Stamps what? are fine. Wait a minute. Stamps are fine? Bruh. What to me, should I tell you something? Is that I would find it oddly endearing and oddly attractive. Because I, I oh. like things that are so weird and specific. I'd be like, this guy's in his stamps. Are you really? And he's like, yeah, no, look at my collection. And I'd be like, this is so crazy that I find it attractive. Like, it has to be so weird. That's fucking insane. They can be historically kind of interesting, too. Yeah, right. There's some kind of story to the thing, and you're like, well, this is the very famous Pennsylvania Dutch thing, and whatever, fine. Fuck these guys in here. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking bitch. Boring. Vinyl. Vinyl. I like it. 
Coins, sure. Yeah, oh my God. that's fine. What? Coins are cool. Uh, comic, Co- comic books is a is a pussy dryer. No, again, but uh, stamps are not. I don't know why. That's insane. For me personally, Crazy. maybe because I worked in children's projects. I think this is why, honestly, because I worked in children's cartoons for so many years that I see that I, I associate it with ki- like children. Wine, great. I assume you're an alcoholic if you collect wine. If the guy is like, I've got fucking a, a basement full of wine. I'm like, well, you're clearly, you have a problem with alcohol. I don't, trading cards, that, that's what I mean by baseball cards, right? Well, tra- trading cards also means like Pokemon cards. Oh my cards, God. Yeah, all that shit. Garbage pail kids, I would accept those. I think that would be a cool one. <laughs> you ain't fucking with a Pokemon collection? Um, no, that seems silly. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and maybe if I thought they were cool, I'd be like, yeah, I I just don't, I'm not familiar. Antique furniture. That's gay as fuck. I don't want to do that. How do you even collect that shit? I don't know. You have to have a house full of shit that no one wants to sit on. Trading card dolls and toys. That's a deal breaker. Fine art and jewelry. Jewelry. All right. Let me know, ladies, what's your ultimate vag dryer uh, for a collection or something that a man... What would dry your vag the most to have a man do? For me, it, it's definitely the figurines. <laughs> that did dry my vag. That, that I was ready to F, and that guy lost me on, on that. Not even diarrhea. Diarrhea couldn't deter me. <laughs> it's Food poisoning, not a problem. Maybe, okay, let me think, too. What's another vulgar, like awful? No, I'm pretty open. Okay, well, email me, where my mom's at, at gmail.com. Uh, leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184. Let me know what will dry your vag or lower your boner the most. What's a horrible thing? What's a deal breaker? Let's talk deal breakers. You're into that person. They're absolutely perfect. What's the one thing they do? That you're just like, I can't, I gotta go, I gotta go. And it's very individual. This is not a universal thing, but I love hearing what your uh, your stuff, what, what's your shit. All right, guys, um, thank you for joining. I love you. And, uh, you know, I'm Polly, I'm bye. And um, until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at?